Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on. Keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Jeff Rom has a very good football team. Mm-hmm. They're not as good as Kentucky. David Leary sucks. Okay. We, we are better than you. We are better than you, Jack Plummer. Boom. Get the F off the field, you bum ass. <laughs> Get off the field. Go. Oh Bye. God. Bye. Scream. See you later. We win. We win again. All, all, all that BS. Mark Ennis, I love you, brother. I'm sorry but for the post games you're going to have because you guys suck. That. You guys suck. You we suck. Win. We win. We win again. Suck. We win again. Get out of here, you bums. Boom. Boom. Bye. What about that? <laughs> Oh, boy. Welcome in, boys and girls. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. A cloudy morning here down at Cardinal Town. Uh, looking over at the laundry and tan connection. Zach Cantrell behind the glass. Uh, Phil Baker here in the Liquor Barn Studios. I'm sure many of you, the texts are coming in fast and furious. Maybe uh, enjoyed a little bit of uh, the Liquor Barn festivities uh, over the week. And hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we have boots on the ground in Texas. Nick Curran is there. Uh, no, he is not doing the boots on the ground correspondent following the Mark Stoops saga down there for Texas A&M. If he will be his coach, trust me, we'll dive into that. He didn't fly down there last night to go find out if Mark Stoops is going to be the head coach? No. He was with uh, Jeff Walls on a private jet, uh, maybe charter well maybe plane. maybe they took a little detour to college station to see if mark stoops is the head coach yeah uh, you know, I, i'm sure like we what, put that i'm sure we put that on the company card uh, you, right you know after when you do like the flight tracker and everything and guys are like oh urban meyer flew to florida i oh would love God. for i would love for nick kern to do that but i believe nick is joining us from beautiful texas uh nicholas hope you had a great thanksgiving buddy i know you've been down there it has been a wild wild 12 ish to 24 hours around these parts but uh, how was your thanksgiving dear sir it was good. Spent it here in uh, in Houston. Had a good uh, good meal Thanksgiving night. Um, we did not fly charter. We flew commercial down here. We'll be flying commercial home this evening. So uh, yeah, it's been good. Good, good. Well, it has yeah, been uh, a crazy couple. It's been a wild well, saga between the game and the Stoops day and in yeah. and the not. I, I think like the the Stoops to A and M thing completely overshadowed the game uh, for a while, and then. You know, obviously, there weren't a lot of Texas A&M fans particularly excited about the thought of Mark Stoops, if social media is any indication, of, uh, of headed to A&M. And, and now, 
Um, it'll be interesting to see who they get. And uh, that was wild because for about two to three hours last night, Mark Stoops was the guy. And then Matt Jones kind of came with that uh, the uh, the breaking news that he's not going. He's staying at Kentucky. And then Stoops kind of followed suit to, to tell everyone the same thing. Um, wild, wild stuff. And the folks, again, if message boards and social media are any indication, and I – was diving a lot into this last night. Oh, look at you! Uh, I had people, boots. We had boots on the ground and a, snow, a social media sleuth wow. in Houston. How about Listen, that? Pe- people were not excited uh, in terms of A and M fans about the prospect of Stoops taking over that job. There was a a hashtag uh, that one of the A and M message board started hashtag poop on stoops um which was kind of funny uh it's it's (laughs) it was uh it was interesting to see them sort of and i'm just curious how all this played out now uh because obviously plenty of people had a reason to believe that it was almost a done deal that stoops would be the coach at a&m um did they did they float it out there as like a trial balloon like uh maybe like tennessee with greg Schiano some years back and the fan base just <laughs> said no um did that happen was it not really as close as everyone was saying for a while uh i'm just curious and things we'll probably never know but really curious how all that played out last night um obviously plenty to talk about from the game yesterday but this ended up being to me more fascinating right than the well game. let's the if, if you went to bed last night because this is what happened to me I went to bed last night and I started seeing the serious journalists and I, and I love this this is one of my favorite things ever in coaching search territories the serious journalists have to rely on the message board sleuths and, and it's like Rebby, uh, what was it? I forget the A and M site. It was like Rebel Yell or Aggie Yell dot com. It's just like a silly name. Like it would be like me in an AIM chat group chat. I think it's Tex Eggs or something like. No, that. It, there, there's there, there was a few oh, no, out there. The, yeah, it's the, Rebel Yell. It's, it, 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 there it that's is, right it there, is. right yeah. there. It sounds like a bourbon, but uh, or it, Billy Idol. Song. Yes, that too. But it was just so funny to see everything. Uh, yeah, Aggie Yell. Right, now. I, I tweeted last night before I, or sorry, posted last night on uh, the Facebook page before I went to bed. It's like new Mark Stoops is reportedly leaving for Kentucky to become the head coach at Texas A&M. AggieYell.com, a part of the Rivals Network, reported that Stoops will be the Aggies' next coach, barring a last-minute collapse. And then Mark Stoops, I wake up for my 2 a.m. or, you know, my 1 a.m. little trip to the the potty, as the, the young say. And I'm like, oh. Stoops tweeted out, am I being got by the internet? So I'm like, in a half, I'm all disheveled. I have my phone. It's like, what did I miss? I'm like, oh, let's post this. So I have it and then went right back to sleep. Wait a minute. You take your phone when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night? As I, I, yes, because I nearly broke my, uh, I actually, I think I did break my pinky toe, uh, 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 stubbing it on something earlier this week. So just yes, for the light. Just for the, the light, light as alone. Yes. Uh, yeah. That makes yeah. I was going to say, no, I can't take my phone in the middle of the night because then I might actually wake up. I'm not trying to wake up. I'm just trying to do my business and get out. But well, I mean, but yes, I I, I need lights there. Uh, let's see. Love the diversion from the fifth straight loss by you typical Louisville fans. 
Okay. If you don't think that this is like a bigger story, look, we're going to talk about the game. I mean, look, I, I was going to get the blank tweets breaking down the <laughs> the missed calls and whatnot. That's the good stuff right there. No, congratulations to Kentucky. They were the better team. They came out and won yesterday. I mean, I don't know what you want to say, but the Mark Snoop stuff, coaching. Look, we've done these with Louisville where we've done additional programming for all the Louisville mm-hmm. firings and, and adding on coaches. If you don't think Mark Snoop's reportedly supposed to go at A&M and now what that relationship's like with Mitch Barnhart now, uh, you know, for his tweet was very carefully uh, put together, I would say, when he says, I'm at the University of Kentucky for right now. Oh, yeah, that was the big st- thing that I took out of it for right now. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm, no, I'm not getting divorced right now. That, that's gonna, that means the relationship's going to end at some point. And I, it was fascinating seeing all the A&M fans have to cope with the fact that they paid Jimbo $77 million to go away and their best option was potentially Mark Stoops. Like, Mark Stoops is a fine coach. He's not a coach that you're paying a guy $77 million to go away to hire. Well, and, and I think, Nick, and then you, you, again, boots on the ground being in uh, Houston, it, it's just a fascinating thing that transpired over uh, from like 11 p.m. to like 2 a.m., everything that went down and whatnot. But yes, and we're seeing Tom Allen was uh, fired yeah. too as well. So that buyout is crazy. $20 million, $20 million to best go. Best job in the world. No. Fire football coach. You're not kidding. And you know the best part of the A&M stuff? They may just have to go with like their interim coach. Is like <laughs> I think he's like one of the front runners for it. Well, at least he's not the Mississippi State coach. I don't know if you saw him the other day. He rode out to the Egg Bowl on a four-wheeler and then yeah, proceeded score to score seven, seven points. Yeah, yeah, not great. Not great. But look, it, it's it, look. Kentucky took care of business yesterday. Uh, Eddie Grand giving L's down as he's walking off the field. Uh, Ray Davis, I, I thought of you and James Strebel, Nick Kern, uh, when he gave ran over to the Harlow suite and was giving L's down right to Jack Harlow's face. Uh, Jack Harlow giving some friendly gestures to the Kentucky's uh, section. I don't know if you saw that. Was it better than Spe- his halftime performance? Of, no boy. I was uh, going to say, speaking of taking it on the chin on so Social media. Yeah, he, that wasn't good. It was not kind to Jack Harlow on Thursday. In 2023, about to be 24, Did you? would you believe we live in a society that people would be lifting up Dolly Parton, who, in fact, is a national treasure, as many has pointed out on Twitter, uh, and, and dunking on Jack Harlow? No, yeah, that that was uh, certainly a twist that, that one may not have uh, have expected in the, in this particular year uh, but but wild stuff you never know what's going to happen Thanksgiving week and we've gotten to see some some wild stuff keeping it uh, well keeping it locked in from the central time zone here in Houston I I um, uh, the game yesterday uh, pretty wild um, I you know we talked about it last week I think the game yesterday was basically um, it was basically the bowl game for Kentucky in a lot of ways because I think, you know, probably whatever bowl they go to, then they were going to go to a bowl regardless, but I think a lot of their guys are probably uh, maybe not going to play. That's just kind of how it goes now, um, especially when you're not in, you know, a, a playoff or a New Year's Six, and sometimes even then um, guys decide to skip it. But, you know, they were going to have everyone really yesterday that they had healthy and available was going to be playing, putting a lot into that game yesterday, uh, a rivalry game on the road. And so I thought it would be an absolute battle. I saw, I think the line finished at like seven and a half. Uh, Louisville was favored, which I thought was way too much uh, because just the way, how much Kentucky was going to have going into that game 
really with nothing at all to lose, um, I felt like was going to make them very dangerous. And then, I, you know, I think we saw that. Well, and and the I very think, thing, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the very thing you applauded Louisville for last week against Miami for the boneheaded penalties and not getting involved in what was the, for, off the bat, what was the thing that Louisville did? Sure. Bad penalty. Yeah, exactly. It was the very thing you applauded. And Jeff Brom, that's probably as animated as I've heard him um, in in his postgame comments from that. And I'm seeing a texture here. Deservedly so. Yes. I can't believe how dumb our local sports media has become. This is such a message board story created by people like y'all. Hey, guy, I want you to get really close to the speaker. Turn everything down around you. Get real close. Everyone be quiet. It's the top story on ESPN.com. You buffoon. It is the top story on ESPN.com that Mark Stoops turned it down. So it's not created like by people like us. It's the top story on ESPN.com. I like to whisper too. Yes. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Like it just kills me. Like we're not it, making this it stuff up. up. It's a topic. Like yes. No. It's it's. This <laughs> isn't know. a fan fiction thing that people are fantasizing about. I'm regurgitating what I'm seeing from the top story on ESPN.com, CBS Sports, and two four seven out there. So there you go. Um, there it is. All right. Uh, but yes. How dare we? talk about the biggest story in the sports world right now yeah i mean yeah it's it's pretty you're pretty detached from reality if you weren't um if you don't think what was happening last night is is a is a big story well and i know not everybody's on twitter and whatnot so i'm just giving you the timeline from everything that's on there and i did love uh maddie jones who's on espn national right now maybe listen to the first hour of uh (laughs) after we go off the air 1205 if zach isn't doing his um his uh, political update coming up at 12.05. But, uh, yeah, it, it was funny how he was going at Bruce Feldman and uh, Pete Thamel. It's like, make sure you cite me for the one who got it right, which tells me he was, in fact, uh, having drinks with Vince Merrow and probably talking to uh, Mark Stoops. You, you didn't know at 12.05 I was going to talk about Trump going to the Clemson-South Carolina game? I saw that. I didn't know if that if I was getting got right there. Oh, okay. no, that happened. All right, the texter's having fun with it. He said, oh, well, so it's all in good fun, buddy. That's Okay, that's yeah, good. we're good, we're uh, good. I, but... I, we've also talked about like the Kentucky passing game has been getting better, um, and you know I, I thought that continued yesterday. Like uh, the progressions they've made, um, I mentioned it last week. Have no idea if this has any validity or not, but I would be interested to know what Kentucky's offense would have looked like throughout the season had Liam Cohen not had to miss a little bit of time with his health issue. And thank goodness he's okay and um, and is back, but. Um, I, I wonder how much that sort of stunted everything with a lot of new pieces. Obviously, Devin Leary and and Ray Davis and and others getting you know key pieces integrated into the offense. I wonder how much of him having to miss some time sort of delayed uh, the progression a little bit. And uh, you know they really seem to hit their stride. I know the loss to South Carolina last week, but um, you know. By and large, the last three, four, five games of the year, um, they started to throw the ball a lot better, which uh, was an issue for this offense a lot of the season. Obviously, uh, the bread and butter is the run game, but you know, yesterday they were only able to run for 83 yards. Uh, Devin Leary threw for 206, and there was kind of limited possessions because of the huge, long scoring drives that Louisville had. Uh, but, but credit. What Kentucky was able to do had to largely depend on the pass game yesterday to win it. Uh, They scored three touchdowns through the air, only one on the ground, obviously had a kickoff return touchdown. That was huge. But, um, you know, it's been a much maligned unit all season, and I thought they did 
uh, a really nice job yesterday. Obviously, Louisville had some mistakes. Um, the fumble by Jack Plummer, which was kind of a freak thing because it didn't look like something that was going to force a fumble, but it did. And then it was right along the sideline, and it had to go in the perfect Got the direction. perfect bounce, bounce and stayed in bounds. Yeah. yeah. So so that was tough. Jawar Jordan doesn't fumble very often, but, but fumbled after that big gainer. Well, we, we, we've yeah, said forever, it, rivalry games, man. It's just weird things happen. And, and sure. I think you've been consistent about this. And this is where I've had to say where I've had to recalibrate just the line of thinking with uh, with Mark Stoops and the, the common theme this year uh, from the pony up comments and everything. There's this weird dynamic with the Louisville fan base. Uh, and I don't want to speak for the bad, but I, I think we're all in agreement that nationally Stoops is respected a little bit more than he is in this bowl that is Kentuckiana. You, I would you, so. Just yes. from the building project of what Kentucky's been, and, and talking to like somebody like Max Gobby, who you know obviously played at Kentucky and, and whatnot, and obviously has a little bit you know a bias there, talking for his guy, but. There's been instances in which, like, nationally, people respect the guy, but I, I think the I agree the, with you, but probably not in College Station, Texas. No, no, I, no, no, I no, hundred percent agree with you. Somebody. Yes, yes, and then it just goes to show you the, the revolts that can happen from. Uh, I, they're they're handcuffed. By the way, a little sidebar before we get back to the Louisville Kentucky game. But I, this is the one thing: unless you get you break the bank. Which obviously money is no issue there. I think nope. we're all in agreement there. Ooh, and you get somebody it's like it's already broken. Yes, the bank Ur- is already Urban broken. Meyer or you know uh, Ryan Day, which I don't know how much will excite the masses. Maybe Zachy C here because he's not a fan of his. <laughs> but but this is something that I, I don't know what they do because from a PR standpoint, let's say you get the second coming of Bear Bryant that was able to go there, and it's but he doesn't have a name and you don't know anything about him. Is that going to excite the masses out there and keep them content? And can you battle through the PR and probably the revolt that the fans are going? have down there if it's not a big name so they're kind of handcuffed unless they make their uh, Super Bowl higher name which it doesn't look like they're going to do if Mark Stoops is the name that leaked out it's 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 wild um, but you know just a credit to Kentucky yesterday and credit to Mark Stoops for that matter um, as we talked about felt like those guys would be ready to play they they were I think you know they could kind of put everything into that game yesterday and not that Louisville wasn't but um, in Louisville, you know, I, I don't know that they had a lot to lose yesterday because um, they realistically probably weren't going to get into the playoff anyway. Um, everything else is still kind of out there with the ACC title game coming up next week. Uh, but, you know, I, I just thought Kentucky could come in and, and really kind of be a buzzsaw with, with playing free, and they did that. And uh, credit to Kentucky also. Major issue this year has been penalties. They had zero penalties yesterday, which is, I know, a point of contention. Oh, go, go, oh, to, yeah, go, go to, to UofL Sheriff's yeah. uh, Twitter. And, yeah, he's, and, he's and pointing it out. <laughs> and potentially rightfully so. Like, I think he had the video of, of the kick return with a, with he, what he thought was a hold, and maybe it was. Um, you know, probably fair to ask some questions there when you've got a team that has been penalized as much as Kentucky has all year. But in fairness, neither team was penalized much yesterday. Kentucky, not at all. Louisville only had three penalties uh, for 40 yards, which is kind of a lot for three penalties. But there just weren't a lot of accepted penalties in the game yesterday at all. Um, so that may be part of it. But um, yeah, credit Kentucky for that because they've been flagged a lot this year. Not yesterday. And, uh, you know, one of the major things they've done to shoot themselves in the foot all season has been picking up bad penalties. They did not do that at all yesterday. And, um, 
you know, Louisville turned it over a little bit more, and and uh, Kentucky was able to cash in on those Louisville turnovers uh, more than the Cards were able to catch in on on the Kentucky turnover. So um, it's uh, yeah, and and I I do think it's it's fair to ask too. You know, and I know there's been some injuries on that that side of the ball, but um, the Louisville defense is it kind of wearing out a little bit uh, down the oh, stretch Stoops, of the season? Or, I'm sorry, uh, Brom said as much in the post game press. He said it hadn't been good in the last three games. Yeah, so. they've given up a combined yeah. not so nice 69 points over their last two games. But you talk about a game with two completely different halves. I mean, it was 10-7, and then all of a sudden the fireworks started as soon as Barry and Brown had that kickoff return, and it just seemed like the floodgates opened. And let's give Devin Leary his flowers because he. He wasn't good all season long. He was very good yesterday. Ray Davis, two receiving touchdowns, ran the ball pretty well. And it just seemed like that defense from Louisville could not get any stops down the stretch in the second half when they needed to. And it was kind of the antithesis of what we've seen out of Kentucky this year. They've been kind of an offense stuck in mud. Well, yesterday they were flying all over the place. Devin Leary had some clutch downfield throws, and that ultimately made the difference in the game. He made the throws. Jack Plummer didn't. And I Kentucky, disagree with that. Well, I mean, Jack Plummer on fourth down stepped up in the pocket on the run and hit Amari Huggins-Bruce in stride for the game-tying touchdown. Like, that was a hell of a play. Yeah. Um, and I know – He's an easy target but, that people but have – He wasn't the reason Louisville, they lost yesterday. Right. No, I, they they the defense is the reason they lost yesterday, yeah. and uh, and it's been the reason they won a lot of games this year. But yesterday it was ultimately I think the reason they lost. Um, you know, the last drive of the game, Plummer throws the pick, but uh, you know I think that last play was. I mean, I don't know if you could call it a Hail Mary from where they were on the field, but that's basically what it was. It was like, you got to throw it in the end zone. So that's what he did. When you turn the ball over three times, you're not winning. Is there something in the water day? We're getting it on Twitter, too. It says, y'all talking about A&M instead of getting your asses whipped. Little brother doing little brother things. Y'all suck. This is interesting. We haven't heard anything from Kentucky (laughs) football fans literally all season. (laughs) All we hear about when we talk about Kentucky football Which is the biggest top story on ESPN.com. Kent- no, but, but I want you to get really we, close. Oh, Kentucky was the better team yesterday. Kudos. I mean, like, I don't know what else we could say. And, and, like, it's, Eddie Graham was giving us do, downs. I do UK post games. I'm not a Louisville homer. <laughs> we talk, we talk Kentucky football every week, and no one says a word. You've no been one the cares. biggest supporter of it's people, like, hey, they're better than what you say, actually think they are. And people say, uh, well, just talk about Louisville. No one cares about Kentucky football. So, like, you can't even. Which, I mean, it's a complete mischaracterization of what we're doing today. We've, we've talked a lot about the game and about the A&M thing because it's, it's a huge deal. But I'm sorry, uh, not every I'm sorry, not everybody's plugged in, not engage at all and say, oh, we don't care about UK football. And then after one game, say, oh, now we care. Like, that's ridiculous. That's why you win seven games a year and you never do anything more than that. No, no, Mark no. Stoops is right. That's why you only win seven games a season. Yeah. And look, it. The reason we're bringing this up, if you don't think, look, and it's, again, kudos to Kentucky for the consistency of not having coaching vacancies. It's a crazy concept. We've done additional programming here for all the Louisville turnover from basketball and football coaches. If you don't think we're going to try, if it, 
Kentucky, Mark Stoops the A&M is the story. I'm sorry not everyone has not the Matrix uh, thing in the back of their head and plugged in to the wall-to-wall coverage from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. So, yes, for a change, we're actually going to talk about some of the things that are out there. But, yes, we will dive into Kentucky. We have a ton of sound from that, so fear not. We are going to play all that. Mark Stoops uh, walking off the field and Eddie Grant, who, like I've said multiple times, I was at that Music City Bowl where my friends were yelling at him and Eddie Grant and saying, you got no stones and you suck. He had the last laugh yesterday as he was giving L's downs uh, to the Louisville faithful yesterday as he was walking off the field. Should, you you got to love it. Should we talk I mean, about like the ultimate question that I brought up a little earlier? Like, If you're a Louisville fan, would you rather beat, lose, or beat Kentucky and lose to Florida State? in the ACC championship game, or would you rather lose to Kentucky if it means you beat Florida State next week? And I'm sure all the texters could text us with that because I'm fascinated to see what the Louisville fan psyche is. Is winning the ACC, which is something they've never done before, is that a bigger deal than beating the rival, even though they haven't done that since 2017? I don't know. That, that, it that's should be, yeah. but I'm not, I'm, I'm not so sure that that's the answer. Yeah, Katie yeah, George I, opened it up uh, with that very question on uh, when she was t- uh, tossing it to uh, Joe Tessitore and, and, and good-looking Palmer in the booth. It looks like a Disney prince, uh, by the way. But anyway, no, yes. that, that was a question Great that – Yes, uh, but that, that, was, that was posed yesterday in the pre- – and it's – I mean, look, it, I think for the psyche of the fan base, uh, Louisville fans wanted to beat Kentucky to say, hey, look, this is, you know – the Brahm and wealth and, and whatnot, all the corny cliches that have been thrown out and whatnot. But look, the ACC championship is something that you haven't seen or been a part of since you've joined the conference. And obviously, I think that has something to do more. Now, you can talk about being left out of a New Year's sixth if, uh, if you lose. Yeah. If you lose, which I, I, I'm still seeing predictions or projections, I should say, against Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. I think uh, they have to take the second place ACC team. Right, I because it was, yeah, it, it was the uh, Big Ten or uh, Notre Dame. I, yeah. that would, that would well, be in actually, there. I believe it is the highest ranked right, ACC it's, yeah. team. So I don't think it's necessarily the ACC title game runner-up, which is interesting because, you know, NC State has a lot of momentum right now, really dismantled North Carolina last night. Um, Louisville's still going to be ahead of NC State when the college football playoff rankings come out Tuesday, but it could be pretty close. And depending on how things go in the ACC title game, I think there's at least a chance that NC State could jump Louisville. But I'd be uh, shocked. It really doesn't, it really doesn't matter uh, because, the head-to-head. you know, yeah, if you yeah the head to head and I think being would, in the ACC be title game and being in the ACC title game. The other part of it is um, if you lose, I don't know the odds are great of going going to the Orange Bowl because you're banking on Florida State getting into the playoff, and I don't think that's a slam dunk right now. Florida State's going to need some stuff to that's happen. Gonna next ha- week. If they win, they're in. I don't think there's I, any. I question. disagree with you. Who's going to uh, jump them? If, if well, if 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 Michigan wins, they're going to the playoff, right? They're they're playing if, Iowa. They're going to win. Let's say Alabama beats Georgia. I think both of those teams are getting in. I think Georgia's and an undefeated. Out. You think Georgia's Washington. out if yeah. they? Wow. Georgia, Georgia's not. Georgia's not out. If Georgia's Texas locked wins, into a playoff spot. Pa- the Pac-12 winners in Washington or Oregon. Whoever wins that game's getting in. Texas, right. if they Maybe, win, I, I, th- I think if Washington wins, I think they're in. And I, I think all it takes is Alabama to beat Georgia and Florida State's out. Texas um, is I ahead think, of Georgia in that case. You can't put Alabama in the playoff and not have Texas in the playoff. You can't do it. I, I'm not so sure, but you're also further making my point that I, I think it could be a tough road for Florida State to get it. Yeah, the that, that's no the undefe- bigger takeaway. No undefeated team has ever been left out of the playoff. It's a Power 5 champ. It's not happening. Florida State's going to get in, whether they deserve it or not. Do you think Florida State's one of the four best teams? I personally don't, but 
They're I'll going. They're this. going to get in. I'll say this: uh, Alabama gets a lot of credit for what they did against Auburn, fourth and uh, thirty-one, fourth and Mobile, basically, <laughs> and the touchdown pass for Jalen Milrow. But the worst like, defense of all time, by the way. But yeah, it was not good. But they are going to get a lot of credit for going on the road and beating their rival, which was an extremely average team in Auburn, coming off a loss to New Mexico State. I don't see Florida State getting the same type of credit oh, for not going at all. on the road and taking down Florida last night with a backup quarterback. Oh no, and I saw this. Should, I saw this tweet that it'll go a into lot of, a lot of credit for that, and and Alabama's going to get the credit. Uh, Florida State's not, even though they should. I don't think it's right, but I I'm really suspicious of Florida State getting into the playoff, even if they beat. No, I, sorry, I don't mean to keep. To I don't mean to keep stepping onto that. We got a, a little bit of a delay, so my apologies about that. Uh, remember, kids, the SEC is the greatest conference in the world. But if you don't blow out an SEC team in an SEC stadium with a backup quarterback, it's proof that you suck and you have all year. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like I mean, my, you're right. Yeah, that, exactly that's right. that's a tweet that I saw that I, I enjoyed. All right, uh, the Jerry Palm, PR agents in the world. I, that's what I said. Uh, for uh, yeah, that's what we've been saying. But uh, the most recent Jerry Palm bowl projection of Georgia number one versus Oregon, uh, the, the four, uh, the Rolls Bowl, Michigan, and Florida State, the the number three. So there you go uh, with that. Let me knock this. Some, actually, let's get to some stoops now. We. You're not. We're gonna play some. We're gonna get to some stoop sounds real quick. Uh, this was him on a uh, post game with uh, Katie George breaking down the win. Here's what she had to say on ESPN.com uh, yesterday. Finished today. Well, just whatever you want to call it, perseverance, resolve, all the stuff us coaches use. But just really proud of our team. It's 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 been a tough year, and uh, we've had a brutal schedule. It's the fourth top ten team we played, and uh, we're- we'll have a great game against Florida State next week. That's what that's what really matters. I mean, I know the loss is going to hurt the Cardinal fans, but I think I think that win the next week over Florida State. Don't forget all about that loss uh, yesterday. Thanks a lot. Good night. Appreciate it, Joe. Enjoy the cervezas at that uh, establishment that you're going to. He, he said that. I think he was going to the establishment last night as well, too, uh, if I was listening to the postgame show correctly. Festive postgame show, uh, the Kentucky Fish Wildlife postgame show. All right. Uh, no, but look, I, I think, yeah, Liam Cohen definitely was in his bag. Did you see Mark Stoops in the postgame taking the stool and just hitting up against the locker? Did you see this? Circu- see it was that. pretty. It was pretty funny. That it, all yeah. that while it was circulating on who the next coach at Kentucky was going to be was uh, pretty entertaining. Fun night on Twitter, uh, nonetheless. It was. Uh, it sounds like John Summerall was the uh, consensus guy that should get the job. At least as close to a consensus as I saw. Who's done a tremendous job at Troy, but uh, Jared Stillman was starting the campaign for Will Stein as well, uh-huh. too, which I enjoyed. Well, which I I, I thought would be a, a a very interesting option for Kentucky. If if they needed a coach, but they don't. Looks like they don't. No, way. But it doesn't look like there's going. I think John Hale put out of the Lexington Herald Leader. There will not be an extension either. So it wasn't a Stoops uh, trying a ploy trying to negotiate a longer term deal, which I know uh, set would sit well with BB. But you know what? Maybe now was the time to do it. Remember last time we got the extension underneath the radar? It was after a loss against Vandy. This is the time to have an extension, Stoops. This is the game you got to play. By the way, everybody makes emotional decisions after something that goes good. They also do it after they go bad, but in this case, good. Yeah. By the way, it it warmed my heart uh, when the Mark Stoops stuff was uh, going down and, and just... 
the filth and the, the smut of just some of the message board comments that were out there of just the A&M fans just not being happy about it. Maybe we'll read some of those uh, that I saw there. I think we Hashtag need to. Hashtag poop on stoops. I mean, <laughs> that, that tells was, you all you need to know. That was my favorite. Uh, 437 UPS Jobs text on just notice UK hasn't lost to uh, Cardinal Stadium in 10 years. Whoever came up with L's up in the marketing department needs to be arrested immediately. Uh, do UK fans want Stoops to take another job? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a complicated relationship. With I think it. it's a mixed bag. I think you'd have half the fan base that wants him to go to College Station or wherever, and I think half the fan base wants to build a statue of him. It's, well, it's weird. It, he has the best job in the world. He gets to win eight or nine games. People, Some people want to build a statue of him, and he's never under any or, real or seven. pressure. Yeah, he went seven. And as long as you beat Louisville... Uh, everything's all good. And it would be a fascinating case study to see if he did have the, dare I say, resources that he was claiming he was needed for people to pony up for at A&M. And he was able to go down there and just clean up with the top recruits, what that would look like. And if that makeup of his win-loss record would change, uh, I, I tend to think it would not. But uh, you know what? When you have those resources in that cult that is down there, and kudos to him for reading the room, it's like, these people are crazy. And I'm not going to go down to that cult in uh, Aggie land and, and try to make this work. Those people are crazy. Like, they're, they think they're Protestant Notre Dame, even though they haven't won a national title since 1939. Like, but Ennis tweeted this out, and I, I think it's interesting. He said, if a fan revolt causes an athletic director to change his mind, maybe fire the athletic director. I mean, he just got hired, didn't he? Yeah, Bjork got hired a couple years ago. I think he was at Ole Miss before. Yeah, he was was a former Western Kentucky athletic director as well. I was only at WKU for a year or two. But, uh, yeah, I I think – I don't know. I, I I don't know that that matters so much because um, if if the whoever they end up hiring is successful, then that's all that is ultimately really going to matter. But um, yeah, you know, reading a couple of different things, it sounds like both sides maybe were having second thoughts. Like Stoops maybe had a tentative offer, but it was like eh, maybe A and M started to balk, Stoops started to balk, and then it ends up not not happening. Um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting because I guess you would want the AD to have a pulse uh, of, of the fan base and, and know that maybe that's not what they would want. But then also he didn't make the hire and it got floated out there. So maybe that was smart to kind of see what the reaction would be. He did the Ricky and, P. Uh, he did the whenever the Louisville fan bases or Cal, uh, the Calism, when they're not happy with them, it's like, oh, the Sacramento Kings are interested in me. Yeah. Remember no, that? I mean, that's that's the that's the playbook right there. Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe Ross Bjork gets to sort of float it out um, and see what people would say, and found out eh, a lot of people aren't fans of this, and uh, and maybe some uh, high dollar boosters are not fans of this, so we're gonna back off. Matt Matt Jones putting out about an hour ago. Uh, give yeah, I mean, kudos to him for following the story. If you saw the picture with him and Big Dog uh, at an establishment last night, you could obviously know he is. Uh, Boots on the ground, as I would say, in terms of having (laughs) the ear of the coaching staff. But Mark Stoops was not given a raise or incentive to stay at Kentucky. That is uh, so for those that were wondering about that, if this was a ploy to try to get out in the long term deal. 
uh, it is not going to happen. But basically, yeah, to your point about that, I'm trying to find the actual tweet, but of the like the timeline. But basically, some of the stuff from the message board was like the board of regents weren't a fan of that um, of the hire, and they were trying to. So basically, Billy Lucci, who of Texas, who's a you know has the pulse of the fan, has a TV show, a YouTube sh- internet show down there. But Mark Stoops was tabbed as the next coach of A and M, and even had begun telling people that he was leaving A and M's final approval had not been granted uh, by the board. The board was uh, aware of the revolt from the fan base and killed the deal. Mike Elko or Elijah Robinson appeared to be the favorite to take over next. So Dukes, uh, Mike Elko. Yeah, former defensive coordinator. Did you hear this about Dave Dorn, what he just put out basically last night? He said he's calling for fans to donate to their NIL. He asked for 5,000 fans to donate $1,000 a piece so we can recruit, retain, and develop because this coming week is the worst week in college football. You know, Always a great move when a guy makes $5 million and he's begging fans to donate their entire paycheck to an NIL collective. But that's where we are. Yeah, A&M, look, I know people are going to scoff at it because we have the $20 million buyout for Indiana football, but I would argue just because you could actually, and I don't know how long they'll be there, but with the, the psychopaths down at A&M not being happy unless there is a home run hire out there, I mean, Indiana, quite frankly, could get a no-name coach that could be you know, the next Nick Saban, dare I say. I mean, not going to be there long. Now, it, right. it would just be a non-sexy name, but Indiana fans would be perfectly content with, oh, you know, this so-and-so's done XYZ at this versus A&M getting a either home run hire or you got a fan revolt on the other side of it because it, it is a non-sexy name. Well, to be fair, when you're paying a coach $77 million to go away, you should expect to get a home run uh, hire. Agree. Agree. But I'm just saying, something, like, all the other names that are out there, they're fine coaches, but... The, <laughs> I mean, who who is going to excite the fan They're, base? Like they wouldn't get excited. Like I think a guy who's really good is Lance Leipold, the head coach at Kansas. He's is that going to exci- excite? No, it's is, not going to exactly. Them. Okay, so but I, that's he's, a, a, he's a really good coach. But exactly, he's not good but enough for A and M. What who, what is? what's going to get him excited? Except if they hire like Urban or Nick Saban, it's yeah. not happening. Yeah, uh, let's get to some Brom sound before we uh, get to the top of the hour. Wanted to talk about this. Obviously, we played some Mark Stoops. You missed any of that? Head over to the podcast center. Uh, we'll play some more of that. By the way, it was a PR one hundred and one move by Stoops. He was asked, I believe, by uh, Nick Roush about the vacancy at A and M, and he was freaking Lamar Jackson in the pocket of avoiding that question. I honestly not even doing a head pat right there. That is textbook one hundred and one of avoiding answering the question, and a lot of times it's like well he didn't say no there but it would just went on to the next question there were no follow-ups well done mark stoops that was how it's done there maybe we'll play that too of just a little tutorial right there for stoops uh, after just just throwing a a little stool at the locker room that was the good stuff there uh here was jeff brom uh, on the loss to Kentucky. Obviously not happy about that. Here's what Jeff Brom had to say post game as heard on 93.9 the Ville. It's a disappointing loss um and uh you know, that's on us. So every loss is disappointing. This is disappointing. Uh, I thought we hung in there in the first half, come out in the second half, take it down and score, give up a untouched kickoff, which is ridiculous. Uh, take it down and score again and answer again, and then give up two wide-open wheel routes, uh, two-play drive, ridiculous. Uh, we've given up way too many big plays on defense. Uh, special teams needs to be more consistent in offense. We can't have, you know, two fumbles uh, that, that, that really hurt us. Uh, so, you know, you do those things, you're not going to win. Uh, so we didn't deserve to win. Uh, they did. And, you know, we've got we've got work to do. Uh, we've got to now go play a really, really good opponent. And if we can't get those things corrected, uh, it will not be a, a fun day for us. So we've got a lot of work to do this week. 
Jeff Brom in his opening statement around that, by the way, speaking of Florida State, did you see them at midfield trying to cut up the field? Uh, <laughs> did you see that circulated? Did either of you all see that? They were they were cutting up the grass with the field and security uh, in Gainesville were trying to get them. I did not see oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's I think wild. Blank... They were, they're cutting yeah. grass off the field? Yeah, so Blank retweeted it, and basically security tried to get him off. So I guess they have the graveyard at Gainesville, so he's put out there. Uh, FSU players cut a chunk of the field out with the scissors and took a picture with it after beating uh, the Gators 24-15. Police eventually came over to stop the damage. Hashtag classy. That is from inside the Gators on there. Florida State has a graveyard of grass uh, from their big wins right outside their stadium. Wild will take it from midfield, though. <laughs> right at midfield. I just like to see like a gator like with a missing tooth or something like that. that that's the good stuff right there. Uh, yeah, yeah where strategically do you take that from, from right at midfield? Like you, what part? Do you take a nostril? Do you take a, a tooth, yeah, an eye? Maybe take an eye like uh, Happy Gilmore. That would be some uh, good stuff right there. Uh, let's get to another one. Brom, after going up 17-7, to what happened? Here's what Jeff Brom had to say. Possibly. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it was a, a kickoff return, and the guy went untouched. Uh, obviously, we, we had too many guys into the boundary. Uh, he bounced it to the field, and he's, he's untouched. So it's, uh, it's bad. Uh, and then we respond again, and we give up two wide-open wheel, wheel routes. Um, ridiculous. So uh, I don't, you know, it was, a, it was a bust here and there. It might have been uh, some coaching things we need to do better. A lot of things... Uh, uh, as I look at it, probably need to be corrected and fixed. Um, so I'm not going to blame it all on the players. I think we need, a be- need to do a better job coaching and making sure that um, and we put our guys in a better position to, to make those plays. Jeff Brom, uh, after going up 17-7, to what happened? So uh, obviously you could tell in his voice, not very happy with that. Uh, somebody asking for the stoop sound when he avoided the question. Uh, I will pull that up for you here momentarily. But no, I mean, I, I think... Um, Look, it's, I mean, Brom, like everything that he said that he did not want to happen with, you know, you see the players meeting at midfield and it's rivalry week. That happens. You understand that. But just after that and not, you know, the Chris Bell penalties, you can't do that. And I mean, obviously, that's something that we pointed out and applauded Louisville for last week against Miami. And it just did not go their way. I'm trying to find this. Uh, here was Mark Stoops earlier. If he had any comment on the reports linking him to the head coaching job at A&M, uh, here's how that sounded. It's a big win for our state. And our Let me try to get this louder. And our team. And, and, no, I mean, you know, come on. You know better than that. This is a big win. No, I mean, you know, come on. You know better than that. This is a big win for our state and our program and our team. And, and you know, you know how good I've been at, you know, Keeping my concentration and focus on this team, and that's all it is. I mean, great job answering the question on that. I mean, that's that's of your Lamar Jackson in the pocket right there. Well done, Stoops. He that. gave he gave the good the good admonishment. Like, come on, how can you ask that question? And then hours later, it was almost a done deal that he was gone. That's, then Alan Cutler asked. Very impressive. Then Alan Cutler chimes in. Tell me about the big blue wall. I'm kidding. I don't know if that happened. I just feel like that would be an Alan Cutler question right there. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text line. Uh, what were you going to say, Nick? I, Sorry. I don't, I don't know if we mentioned also a big one today right here on this station. Bellerman traveling to Morgantown to take on West Virginia uh, five o'clock today. So keep it locked right here to catch the Knights and the Mountaineers. 
Yes, yes. I saw uh, our buddy John Spears just tweeted that out. Uh, I retweeted him from the station account. I just uh, thought of this. Yes. When's the last time a team played back-to-back games where the final score was the exact same? It was 38-31. Each of the last two weeks, yeah. Louisville went one and one. That, no. that is an odd coincidence. You, you know, it's funny you say that. So when Ennis was doing post game, I, I was and I was like, he keeps. I keep thinking he was giving out the text line number. Yeah, because the thirty eight thirty one, thirty eight thirty one, ninety three that. So that, that's where my mind went to. So they, the last two weeks, they've scored sixty nine points. And they've given up sixty nine points. Kind of nice. Yes, because they only went one and one. You've been sitting on that for a while. I'm glad you were able to get that out of your system. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving Day weekend yes. for that. Uh, don't understand how UK's receivers could be so wide open. That and all the turnovers were the most disappointing part of that coming down on the text line. Let's not forget UFL did not play Florida State, North Carolina, or Clemson, so that was false hope, and they will get smoked next week. Look, I, I think... It's fair to I mean, say. I think they could lose, but I don't think they're going to get smoked. The line Especially moved down to four State and a half. QB. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Good win for Florida State going on the road and able to hang in there last night. Um, but Florida tried I, to kill uh, their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it was scary. And I honestly don't know how he came back in the game, but thankfully he was able to. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a very competitive game next week. And, and you know, I, I think what – what Kentucky was able to do in the game yesterday uh, with zero to lose and just kind of reckless abandon. I think Louisville can do that next week. Yeah, no, I like a lot of the bowl projections. I still feel like there's a scenario in which they could get left out of a New Year's Six, but I, all the projections are saying that they should be good. Obviously, you'd felt a lot better had you win yesterday, uh, but I that's... Think I, I mean, the scenario is if Florida State doesn't make the playoff. So that's the key. Um, if Florida State wins and then doesn't make the playoff, obviously Louisville would get left out of the New York New Year Six, I think. But um, it's pretty simple. Go win the game and, and you're in the Orange Bowl. So that's, that's what's on the line next week. And you would turn Florida State back from getting into the playoff and maybe make uh, some teams barking, kind of knocking at the door. Uh, pretty happy. So we'll see what happens. UofL will not forget this loss with the Florida State win. BBN won't let them. Uh, Neil Brown also did a great job at Troy, too, and people wanted him to replace Stoops. Not so much anymore for those that were clamoring for uh, uh, the tr- um, the former Kentucky player to take over, which doesn't matter anymore because he's, he's like 20. I mean, somehow was like 22 and four at Troy, which is pretty good. But yeah, a moot point because now Stoops is the coach of Kentucky. Uh, Zach, you were going to say something before we got to the top of the hour, and I just interrupted you. Sorry, but Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I just saw on the bottom line, I guess that Alabama touchdown saved a guy $13,000 because he bet on Alabama money Oh, 88000 right? Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw that. Uh, yeah. Oof, God. You, you talk about the highs and lows with gambling. Like, imagine if you bet Auburn money line. You would Ugh. just throw your television <laughs> after not that. that. And then probably on the 10-year anniversary, by the way, of the kick six. Like, So Alabama has their, their own answer to that now. Yeah, reminder next week, uh, we'll carry all the, the championship games that you'll be listening. So obviously have the ACC championship over on 93.9, the Ville, and then we'll have the SEC championship right here at ESPN 680 if you are driving around. So some of my uh, favorite play-by-play of the year championship week, and that's always good stuff uh, from the Air 
friends at Westwood One, uh, then obviously our friends over at Learfield with Paul Rogers. And it was good to see Paul back uh, around the studio on Friday. So we can dive in. Uh, we're inching closer to the top of the hour. Let's take a break. Tons of text coming in. We'll get into that more Brom sound, more Stoop sound. Uh, your calls, your text. What else is going on? Nick only has about 30 minutes or so left, possibly. So go ahead and give some final thoughts from the week that was, if that sounds good, Nicholas. Yeah, uh, I've got a lot less time than that. I have to, we're leaving right at 1130, so I have to be down there. You're good. We'll, we'll come back, give a final That's thoughts, so and then you do what you need to do, and uh, we'll try and steer the ship home. That is ship. Uh, we have maybe some sound from the post-game shows that were uh, very festive, if you heard the open, so we'll dive into that right here on your sports station, ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Global app. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. So make the best of this test and don't ask why. It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time. It's something unpredictable. But in the I feel like I'm on the set of Laguna Beach in 2006. Steven's fighting for Kristen or Elsie or something like that and has a shell necklace. Last, last episode of Friends, I think. Seinfeld. Or Seinfeld. Seinfeld, thank you. Yes. Um... Also, would have been a very appropriate song had Mark Stoops accepted the job at Texas A&M, but he... Uh, he that's what I was going to say. I felt it was appropriate on my end and appropriate from the Kentucky fans if uh, Stoops had taken the Kentucky job. What's the, the relationship A&M like with Barnhart after this saga? Is it? I saw, a Scott, I saw a Scott Satterfield uh, kind of comparison out there, but I, I fundamentally disagree on that. Mark Stoops has been there for... The second longest tenured coach in the SEC. I mean, like that's you've given your time, your your energy, your wins to a university, and he was trying to better himself. I mean, he had to listen. You owe it to yourself when you're there that long to listen. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And now we stay. Sounds like like it was a little further along than listening. Sounds like we were pretty close to taking the job. But yeah, I mean. They're probably offering a lot of money, would be my guess. That oil money down there. Uh, reminder coming up over on 93.9 The Ville, 1130 Louisville uh, and New Mexico State coverage beginning on 93.9 The Ville. Good to have Paul Rogers back on that. So Bobby V, uh, Jody Demlinby over there. After us, Colton Bucks coming up 12 o'clock right here on ESPN 680-1057. Then Bellarmine Basketball at West Virginia at 445 on ESPN 680-1057. Then Ravens and Chargers on 93.9 The Ville around 750 if you are driving around. Uh, by the way, it was a great time out at the tailgate yesterday. Strebel was in his element. We had a ton of stuff on ESPN Louisville Plus. Others out there, man, it was the who's who. It was the holy trinity of the producers that were out there. You ready for this? We had our former producers, I'd say. You're, you're part of the new Maybe. holy trinity, Zach. You see. There we go. Uh, but no, it was Jack Roseman. Oh, yes. Cooper Hessen. Oh, Coop was there. Nikki V texting around like eleven ten and saying, "Does anybody need cornhole sets?" And I'm like, "Nick, just get just get here, buddy. Just get here." 
Just, 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 or I'm sorry, Andy, or Nick, just get here. Uh, and then Andy Sweeney made an appearance. So he was out there for a little bit. It was good to see him. Chrissy Bantha, Dave Skull, Jeff Lightsey. Uh, it was good. It was, uh, B How Hall was Sweeney? there. B Hall was there. He's good. His uh, little oh, man looks yeah. just like him. So, uh, yeah, he hates that. And yeah, but it was good. We got the, the party deck was as, as crowded as I've ever seen. It. I know it was record attendance out there, but my goodness. Such it was a shame de- I couldn't make it up. Yes, it was, uh, debauchery that was out there. I know you were, uh, watching your beloved Ohio State. Yeah, the less said about that, the occupied. Yeah. Yes. Well, Otherwise we, Nick, occupied. Otherwise occupied. We'll go with that. Yeah, I, I was. I was shocked. Uh, usually, the the guy that loves being behind a mic, and I mean this from an endearing standpoint, did not have much to say on the Coors Light post game show within us. Which that's kudos to you for understanding the moment. But I look, we'll have we an were oppor- flooded with phone calls. Yes. I didn't have much of a chance to talk, and I really didn't want. To okay. Anyway. <laughs> we'll give. How about this? We'll give you sixty to ninety seconds to just get it out of your system. There Maybe you have go. some Doctor we'll Phil do theme. Yeah. Do that later after Nick leaves. So sure. we'll do, dive into that. But a full day. Play by play if you're driving around. I've got to get going here very soon to make sure uh, I'm not late for the bus. Just finally got the bag zipped up. That was a chore. Uh, Real quick, and um, before you get that ready, Mitch Barnhart just put something out. It's a great day to be a Wildcat. Great Governor's Cup win at UK football. Excited to keep building our program with at Mark Stoops, the winningest football coach at UK history. Thank you, BBN, for all your support throughout the season. We look forward to hashtag bowl season and 2024 on a picture of Stoops and Barnhart hugging. So that answers my question, what that relationship's like. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but felt like that was pressing. It's apparently great. It's a great relationship. So there we go. Uh, all all good there. Uh, there was some pretty entertaining stuff about what John Calipari may have been feeling last night as this was all going down as well. Uh, but again, all of it moved because Mark Stoops saying staying at Kentucky. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see uh, how things go again. Cards, Gonzaga, huge game. It'll be over on. 970, our friends uh, over there with the men, of course, on 93.9 against New Mexico State. As Phil mentioned, that coverage starting at 11.30. Our coverage will start at approximately 1.15 with a uh, an approximately 1.45 tip today. Uh, big game. And then Tuesday night, late one, 9.15 Eastern time tip, Louisville and Ole Miss from Oxford in the ACC-SEC Challenge uh, on 93.9 and 9.70 uh, for that one will be a, uh, a pretty big early season game for the Cards and, and for the Rebels uh, coming off a battle for Atlantis championship. So should be a, a heck of a game and uh, a lot coming up uh, the next few days for U of L women's basketball. Hope you can join us uh, in one of those spots, a big game today. All right. Well, if you need to get out of here, do you have any other final thoughts uh, to put a bow on the Governor's Cup or do you need to get out of here? No, I, I, I've got to, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, not really much more than what we've already talked about, but a good win for Kentucky. We'll see where they land in bowl season. The cards still have kind of everything right out in front of them uh, next week against Florida State, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm fascinated to see how the playoff shakes out, too, because not many people are whittling away like normally happens, at least not yet, so we'll see. What happens next weekend? There could be a lot of controversy with the last year of the fourteen playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, that's all I got. Looking forward to the week and next week and 
Yeah, have a good rest of the show. All right, buddy. Have a good call. The man, the myth, the legend, the International League All-Star Nick Curran from beautiful Texas. Uh, I feel like he is in his element down in Texas, the Lone Star State. I wonder if he has cowboy boots or spurs on that, uh, or a cowboy hat. I saw a bunch of cowboy hats. Everyone looked like John Dutton at the tailgates yesterday <laughs> uh, for that. So, all right, 267 is the phone number, 437 UPS Jobs text line. Reminder, coming up uh, after us, we got you covered wall-to-wall uh, play-by-play action today. Louisville basketball taking on New Mexico State over on 93.9 DeVille in the ESPN Louisville app. Coverage begins in about uh, 20 minutes or so over there. Colts and Bucks coming up at 12p right after us here on ESPN 680. Bellarmine basketball at Morgantown 445 via uh, the ESPN 680, 1057 and the ESPN Louisville app and Ravens and Chargers coming up at 750 over on 93.9 DeVille. Uh, tons of, we'll, we'll get into some more Breakdown of the Governor's Cup. I want to talk a little basketball. Jay Will's comments about DJ Wagner transferring to uh, uh, Louisville, which I know made a lot of people happy. It was very awkward where he was trying to do that. But we have so many texts. I want to get to some calls, too, coming up here in a second. Eric, we'll get to your call here in a second. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text on. Give Zach a follow on Twitter, your boy ZC. And I am Phil underscore underscore Baker on X slash Twitter. Uh, I love Nick's constant reference to only seven wins. Honestly, there's no way Louisville has more seven if they played UK's schedule this year. Seriously, guys. Okay, I mean, that's you're just playing the hits right there. I get it. But you won yesterday, so they can say that. I get that. If Ron English leaves for another job, what about trying to get Charlie Strong to come back as defensive coordinator? He looked great on the Alabama sidelines, but let me just let you know, that is not going to happen for uh, some extracurricular activities off the field, uh, maybe that you may not know about. Let's see. The complaint was that the schools make vulgar amount of money while athletes couldn't couldn't go to the movies. And somehow the answer was, let's get the fans to play for money. Brilliant move by the universities. No, I agree with you on that one. Stoop said you need to pony up in some of those things. Yeah, that kind of left a bad taste. But now everyone's like, all right, well, how much money you need? You beat your rival. We're okay. Uh, it's new, funny how that works. Yeah, it's funny. Pony up. New tradition should require the winner of the Governor's Cup to drink buttermilk and wear a hair island cap. That's a good text <laughs> right there. That's a really good text. Yeah. Uh, how many pass breakups or picks would UofL had if a DB just got their head around? That was frustrating. No, I mean, there was missed tackles all day yesterday. And look, I mean, kudos to Kentucky for taking advantage of that. We have so many texts coming. I'm going to try to get this some more, but I'm not just going to keep reading uh, more and more here. Let me play a couple more pieces of Brahms and then Eric, I promise we'll get to you. This is about uh, Ray Davis and the, the, I'm sorry, this will be about the fumbles and the issues that they had with ball security. Here's what Jeff Brom had to say yesterday about that, those no, issues. We didn't do a good enough job. I mean, uh, we work ball security every day, probably more so than any probably team in the country. We've done a great job as far as not fumbling the ball much this year, uh, which is hard to do. Uh, interceptions occasionally happen. We've done a great job of not fumbling the ball. Uh, we, we let one sneak out we got, that we got a touchdown on that shouldn't have happened. Uh, luckily, the call was in our favor. And then just trying to get a few extra yards, we can't let the ball come out. I mean, we're, we're driving the ball down the field, and uh, you got to secure the football. And then... Quarterback is going to scramble. No, he's trying to get extra yards in the first down, but you have to protect the football. They can't, you know, uh, display it for them to put their helmet and punch it out. Um, so, you know, attention to detail uh, needs to happen. And, uh, you know, they made a couple of physical plays and knocked it out, and, and, it, and it hurt us. Here was Jeff Brom on the defense struggling, which is something that Zach has pointed out as well as Nick. Uh, Ron English, obviously, getting a ton of flowers earlier this season, but obviously in the previous uh, few weeks has had been struggling. Here's what he had to say about that. Possibly if it wants to load. and I think Well, to be quite honest, I think the last three games on defense have been subpar, uh, and we need to do better than that. So, um, 
it'll start with me and our coaches first. Uh, we need to have a better plan. So um, I think that's the main culprit. Uh, there needs to be a better plan put in place to make sure that it doesn't happen and you give up 100-yard rushers and 300-yard passers and a ton of points in, in, in three straight games. Um, so we just got to get it fixed, and then we got to work down to our players. We got to put them in the best position to succeed, and they got to go make plays. Uh, so um, sometimes uh, when you're doing something, there has to be a little change here and there. There has to be something they haven't seen. You can't just run the same thing every week uh, against really good opponents. There's got to be some creativity uh, and some coaching going on. Uh, so we need to make sure we do that. Jeff Brom on the defense ne- needing to change some things up, and I think that was a takeaway. I saw. Um how should I say this? You're you're not a part of this market. We're going to say it. It rhymes with Roni Renetti, uh, local sports radio legend around these parts at the gym this morning. And obviously, stopped by the tailgate. Did a great selfie with Strebel too. That was kind of his takeaways right there as well. Uh, as the defense, you know, it's kind of struggled a little bit, but they've been a bright spot. Zach, let me ask this to you real quick because yeah. you've been consistent. You, you, you've been on, you know, some of the Ennis shows, hearing about that. You were on the post game show yesterday, right? If you had to point to one thing yesterday, yeah. that's that stood out to, was the difference maker what what would it be on why Louisville lost yesterday and why Kentucky won the defense yeah. I mean let's That's just call it what it is they didn't deter- get their heads turned around they didn't tackle all the things they were doing well throughout the season they didn't do well yesterday they really didn't do them all that well last week they just happened to have a goal line stand that make a tackle on a Hail Mary but the defense is the reason you give up 38 points now 31 defensively and one of them was a kickoff return that was the play of the game they yeah. were up 17-7 they're in control but, and then the kickoff return happens, and it, it seems like Kentucky got back in the game. And I don't know if it's a mental thing, but Kentucky at that moment felt like, okay, we're still in this thing. We, you had a chance, you, Louisville had multiple chances to put them away, and, didn't. and they didn't do it. Yeah. And that's what happens when you let a team that is probably not as good as you hang around. You're going to get bit. And when that fourth quarter comes, it's got to be in your head. On both sides. Kentucky, we've done this before. We've won four in a row against Louisville. We're going to figure out a way to win. My and point, on the that was side. my – I'm so happy you said that because I think that speaks to the grander picture. And I want you to continue. But that yeah. speaks to the grander picture of what Kentucky, even with Scott Satterfield and bringing in Jeff Brum, the players that have been a part of this team have seen this story before. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're not – it. and I understand Jeff Brom is probably going to be in the running for ACC Coach of the Year if Norvell doesn't get it. But this is something that um, – that, that stood out to me, too. It's like, they've been in this rodeo before. They, they've seen this movie. They've seen this script. They're not worried about this no. because they've they quite frankly as you pointed out they were able to hang around in that 10 point that 10 point gap they, they weren't able to, to get up to 17 to make it a two uh, two touchdown scores and that I think probably played in the psyche to both teams that's a roster that outside of Leary because he played at NC State and lost to Louisville the rest of the roster had never lost to Louisville so they didn't panic they knew what they were doing and by the time that game got to the fourth quarter you could kind of tell there was some nervousness in the stadium some nervousness on the Louisville side because quite the opposite they've never beaten Kentucky with this current roster so now these guys start questioning things a little bit now they start to play a little bit tighter and that's what happens when you have a long losing streak in a rivalry guys start getting nervous now offensively they answer the bell but like you let the longer you let a team hang around the more tight it gets when you haven't won and on the Kentucky side the more confident you get because you don't know any better. You don't know what it's like to lose to Louisville. So now you're in the position of we're going to figure out a way to win. And that's ultimately what this came down to. Louisville should have put this game away in the third quarter, if not earlier. And when they didn't do that, Kentucky now has the advantage. 
No, no, I, I I agree. Eddie Grant walking off the field, giving L's down. I mean that that's boy, the good stuff, yeah. right boy, there. Boy, Jack Harlow, kind of not not a great couple of days for old Jack. <sighs> I mean, how can he not? I, I, we'll save it for what else is going on. Let me revisit this. Don't let me forget because I have opinions. We do about have this. to talk about that. <laughs> yes, we whatever do. that was. Uh, Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Let's see. Let me get the couple of these. Then we we'll get to Eric. The constant run blitzes left UK receivers wide open with play action. To the guy that complained about Stoops' comment on Ray Davis, totally out of context. The kid is standing right next to him. He was pumping up the kid. He wasn't saying. Like he was trumping um, uh, Cohen, not the first time Mark has been taken out of context. No, I mean, yeah, Ray Davis, that was the post-game interview that we played uh, earlier in the show with uh, Katie George up there. But that was just, you know, he was obviously after the South Carolina losses, you saw the players taking to Twitter and their family members taking to Twitter. So all the credit, don't take this out of context, all the credit needs to go to Mark Stoops and the coaching staff for keeping that core together and not losing the locker room. That was a big concern I had after last week, or guys mentally checked out, because when you go on Twitter and you're complaining, Ray Davis saying, oh, we got 12 carries like it's real easy for those guys to kind of check out and end their season but they galvanized together uh, Mark Stoops did a really good job getting them to buy back in at least for this week and they did treat it kind of like their bowl game and it kind of it doesn't totally redeem the season but at least if you're a Kentucky fan it makes the whole offseason a little bit better because you're able to win this game and play kind of spoiler because Louisville did have a faint playoff hope and that's out the window. Right, and, and I think it was a long shot because I, I think you can look at it in the micro and then you can look at it from 30,000 feet in the air. And, and right. I like to say that from the micro, it's, does it suck to lose to your rival? Absolutely. Oh, did yeah. you want to t- change the narrative of this rivalry with Jeff Brom in there? And you could hear and Jeff Brom is probably the most animated and it's a guy that doesn't get too high or too low, but probably the most animated you've heard him. You've seen him on the sidelines, maybe say some other things where you would argue with me. He does get a little bit more animated than that, but I, I think ultimately, when you're predicted to finish eighth in the conference, and I understand like that's you know, the, the media and everything, but that plays a role. And you're in the ACC championship game now, so you could talk about that and say, okay, ten and two, year one with Brom. You're like, okay, I can live with this, and it, it brings up the question that you brought up last hour: which one did you want more? I, I think in their deepest, most darkest moments because they work with these people they live with these people yeah. their family members yep. they'll probably say the Kentucky game because quite frankly they weren't supposed to be in the ACC championship but now you have an opportunity and you quite frankly have fared well against Florida State I mean obviously you've lost some to Florida State but you've won some against Florida State too over the years and, and I don't think and now the line's down was it seven and a half now I think it's down to four and a half yeah. that I've seen at the most well, recent Tate Rudemakers had success against Louisville we'll just go back to last year right right and he, God who knows when he came back in the game Mike Norville I didn't know if he was going to let him back in because yeah. I thought the Florida player was going to kill him but <laughs> I think it goes back to this down the stretch Kentucky and Ennis put this out there and I'll give him credit for that great job on the post game show down the stretch Kentucky made all the crucial plays it's that simple almost all out of time uh, for more chances. And I, I just thought Kentucky was just going to milk the clock and kick a game-winning field goal yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to Jack Plumber for getting you know getting the ball back after the Ray Davis touchdown and, and, and be able to score to tie it up. But, and how about credit to Kentucky after Leary throws just a disastrous... Oh, yeah. Inter- I, the, one of the worst passes I, I, you'll I ever see. I thought he was trying to throw it away. Yeah, he did. But, it no. looked like he got hit. Yeah. That no. ball fluttered. But Louisville has fourth and nine. They score 31 apiece. Kentucky just goes right back downfield like it's nothing. Yeah. They could have easily been phased in that moment because you had the game won and you made a disastrous interception and then you give up a fourth down touchdown. That is about as big of a momentum shift as you can have. And Kentucky did not care. It didn't matter. They just went right back downfield. Ray Davis broke one. 
Not, like nothing happened. No, no, I, I agree with you uh, on that. Four three seven nine six eight a UPS jobs text line. The defense didn't do those things well because they were playing better competition. Uh, that coming down on the text line. I think the the bigger picture is that less than a year, Brom has already made this a competitive rivalry, and they should have won the game. Oh, we are going on. to tear don't, up don't UK in the future. That's uh, don't coming. spin it. No, 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 no. not well, you got You got to take it on the chin, like you said, right there. So uh, let's get to our buddy Eric. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. If you want to keep it, the texts are coming in fast and furious. I'm sorry if I'm not getting into them all, but they are coming in uh, fast and furious, like Dom Toretto. Uh, we go to Eric up next on the Sunday morning. Eric, how are you, buddy? Oh, you know, I tell you what, I was I was telling Zach. Yeah, I, I told Martinez, y'all, I'm depressed, man. I'm really, I'm hurting. Yeah, you didn't hit your win total. I know you were thinking they were going to get 16 wins on the season, so. <laughs> or 17 wins. 17, uh, no. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I was highly confident, which I think pretty much all Cardinal fans were, that we were just going to lay waste. And, you know, my best case scenario was 52 to 7, but I still remember in 2002 and 2016, I mean, and we can't say anything. As Louisville fans, we can't say anything. Because, I mean, the family member, the friend who's a Kentucky fan, we can't say anything. And that sucks. I mean, but it, the other side of the coin, we're still 10-2. and two. We've had a great season with great wins. And we're still have a chance, we still have a chance to be ACC champions. So it's like... It sucks, but then, I, you know, I think that the thing is you just got to focus next week, and that sounds good. We have another game, ACC championship, and we win that, we're in. I, my concern were the turnovers. I think that's what did us. I think if you look at, you know, the, the big plays Kentucky had on offense and that kickoff, which, you know, again, there was some holding going on there. Uh, but, you know, bottom line are the turnovers. And, Little, I don't know. I hope. I hope. I don't know if the defense is, is just getting tired, or you know, or what. But oh, I don't know. It it hurts. It, it, it definitely hurts. And you know, I I was at the uh, Coach Brown show Wednesday, y'all. You know, he sat there and stayed forty minutes signing everything. No, I bet. And he went he went around the restaurant and and said hello to everybody. And I just I just hate it for him and. Uh, I, I hate it for the players and the coaches because they've worked hard, y'all, to get to 10-2. and two. And that's very good, but we're, we're just going to have to hear it, you know. But So I don't know. But I, I thank y'all because y'all help in the healing process. You really do. And, and you, y'all have had me laughing today, so – so thank you. No, no, we're trying. And, and I know you're talking about the ACC championship. This is bleach report. I am not putting a ton of stock into this because there's multiple typos in here. But uh, this is something that has kind of been flying under the radar, which I know we've talked about what it would look like if Louisville were to lose in the ACC championship. I, I fear I think you alluded to 2016, what it was going to look like in terms of getting to a New Year's Six. And everyone remembers you know, losing to Kentucky, losing to Houston, losing to, um, and, and losing to LSU to finish the season then was at the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl and not making it to uh, the Orange Bowl. Right now, it has it for the bowl predictions from Bleacher Report. This is the most recent one I've seen. Rolls Bowl, Georgia versus Washington. Uh, Sugar Bowl, Michigan versus Oregon. New Year's Six Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, Alabama versus Penn State. Florida State versus Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. Peach Bowl, Old Miss versus Tulane. And Fiesta, and, and then the Fiesta Bowl, 
in the Fiesta Bowl is uh, Texas and Missouri. So I know people are talking about uh, that as a, as an issue uh, on that front. So uh, that it, what would it look like if some of these bowl projections were there? Now CBS still has Louisville in the Orange Bowl, um, so that's something that I know people are um, somewhat excited about, but obviously need to take care of business in order to make it to that New Year's Six Bowl, which it, it feels like it's there. But I've just seen some other bowl predictions that say you know if you don't win that you could be on the outside looking in i agree i I totally agree i think i think that that you know the bleacher report prediction would probably hinge on florida state winning next saturday i you know it's going to be interesting where florida state washington end up in the in the uh, playoff rankings because you know which team looked better you know is florida state can move back up but i think that regardless if we win next week we're in obviously now let's say if florida state were to win next week i don't even like to say that but if they were to stay in the playoff then does louisville get the orange bow in all likelihood yes but there's a remote chance i guess that nc state jumps them but i, I don't think get, that's gonna happen. i don't either because of the head-to-head and the fact that louisville got to the acc championship game it would make no logical it's, sense you're getting for penalized for making it to the championship game. yes it would make no logical sense for nc state to be ahead of louisville but that's the beauty of college football it never nothing makes about sense. college football is logical uh some early lines that are out for the game odds and eric appreciate the call buddy we got a couple full banks Thank coming you. in there uh we'll talk to you next we hope you had a great thanksgiving two six seven nine six eight is the phone number uh some early odds that are out there ACC Florida State uh, from one I know we said four and a half I'm seeing another line that has it at five and a half uh, Florida State is a favorite over Louisville uh, over under 53 and a half Big Ten what do you want to take a, a guess at this Zach you see this is right in your wheelhouse uh, 21 23 and a half uh, point favorite What's the over under that's all that, actually yeah 30 35 and a half right there for uh, uh, Michigan under. and Iowa right there uh, Big 12 Oklahoma State in Texas, Texas is an 11.5-point favorite. Uh, Over-under is 54. Pac-12, this should be a fun one. Washington versus Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Do you want to guess that line? It's nine. Oh, you've seen it. Okay, yeah. so uh, nine and a half right there for uh, our friends over at DraftKings, and that is 67 over-under an SEC championship game. Alabama versus Georgia. Georgia is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 55-and-a-half for those that are on there. By the way, I would give a shout-out to our buddy Chris Hatfield. He, he's just winning your money. Was he's he ten? And, was he 10-and-1 on the season on LSL? Yeah. Just giving out picks right yep. there, so give him a follow. He's doing good, good work over there with the guys over there. I was listening to you guys um, on Wednesday and him break that down. Two six. Seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Uh, before we get to a break, we go to our buddy. You said Philly, yeah, Philly. No relation, Philly. How are you, buddy? Oh, good. Uh, that um, the Papa John was sold out yesterday, right? Ellen uh, in, yes. Yeah, it looked like it. Well, I got uh, a little analogy. How come Eastern Kentucky plays Kentucky just about every year, as tough as they can? But seemed like Louisville. They they were competitive yesterday, but uh, but anyway, this is BBN Billy L's down, go blue. Good analysis. I can't go with the last part, but I mean, look, he gets the opportunity to do that. Uh, L's down, go blue. I love that he was. So I, I heard his voice, and I when you said Philly, I'm like, I don't know if I know. There's like yeah. a Philly from. Um, there's a Philly that calls in a Maven show, but yeah, that was a Billy right Billy. there. Yeah, BBM Billy. Good. Yeah, he's he a terrorist. Like Philly. Yeah, yeah he, he did sound like uh, he's visited Orion's Steakhouse once or twice, he, just a couple times. Uh, but no, it's uh, he gets to do that. Home today. T- the hometown buffet or whatever. Yes, back he, in the day, he, he gets to do that. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. More, uh, let's knock out these texts before we take a break. I, I'm sorry, Zach, I keep uh, lying to you. They're just coming in so fast and furious. I want to make sure I get to them all. What's great about some of the biggest plays came from guys who came out of the Ville to UK. No, that, that was a common theme on the 
postgame. So J.J. Weaver uh, obviously struggled a little bit this season, but he made some massive plays, the former more product uh, as well. The guy that complained about Stoops coming yesterday. Oh, he, that's a repeat right there. I don't think that's spinning at all. You said yourself we were eight win in the ACC. No, I don't, I don't think there was necessarily... When you have the ability, my, my, my problem with this is, and we say this all the time, and we, and we talked about Danny Cannell's tweet of what going six and four. Louisville fans can't say anything because they were one of the losses. I understand that. But how the SEC is hoisted up uh, with the, some of the head to heads there is, is a fascinating argument to me. And some other conferences do not get the benefit of the doubt. That's all I'm saying. Kentucky fans can take their victory lap. I understand they're going to hoist on, oh, the, the SEC schedule is so difficult. Okay. I'm not disputing that, but it's more so that if Florida State struggles with Florida with a backup quarterback, it's a terrible Florida team. And there's not it doesn't say the other people outside of Jordan Travis or the players on that team didn't come to play and they yeah. were able to win. It just doesn't carry the same weight, which I don't think it's it's kangaroo court. And it's moving to the goalpost. Of course it is. But anytime the SEC is involved, we got to pump them up in the biggest way possible. I mean, the ESPN's only been doing it for. 20 years. Which is fascinating to me because of the relationship with the ACC now. And it's, yeah, so I, I know. it's This is a dispute. But the Louisville fans can't say anything because they lost that. No, they can't. Oh, by the way, that is the lowest over-under in conference championship history, the Big Ten game. Oh, well, of course yeah. it is. I mean, is Iowa the, participating yeah, in it? Of the, course. The, low, the eight lowest over-unders, uh, six of them have involved Iowa, and I think five of them went under. Uh, that, that Iowa Nebraska game might have been the best game. Oh of the my weekend. god! I, I did. There was. I was sweating all weekend for some of the picks that I had at gambling. That was the only one I was like, I'm good. I, I was worried because it was ten seven in the second quarter. I'm like, wow, this is a good old fashioned shootout in uh, Lincoln. And then the defense is just, or the offense is just stopped doing anything right it hurts but just look how we matched up against Miami and they looked uh, when they look much bigger it's the same with UK they look much bigger this is year one for Jeff uh, wait till he gets his players oh, here geez. oh yeah I mean but look I mean a lot of the success that you've had was hinged on some uh, Satterfield's that player is a that pet peeve of mine when people are like wait till he gets his own players like these you that players you inherited are you're in the your ACC players. championship game like yes. that's I mean you're in there a one loss uh, to Kentucky is that at least a moral victory for Brom and the Cards? I oh, would venture to God. say that uh, is not how the masses feel. Tackling Ray Davis ain't easy. He is a real man throwing L's down to Jack Harlow in the suite. That was uh, pretty entertaining right there. Strong losses first game against UK and UofL won the next five. It's coming. Quick uh, crying Cards fans, then blue bellies in the satisfaction. We have the ACC championship on the line and we got Brom. The future is bright. Okay. The ACC has a winning record against the SEC like twice in the last 15 years. Hang a banner, I guess. No, look. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm like, I, uh, it just it, see that's what kills me. It's like if you, it's the last 15 years, but if this year in a small sample size, if you have a winning record against the SEC, it, it just does it that not matter right. at all? Oh so. no, it only matters when the SEC has a winning record right, against the so. ACC. That's what I'm with you. I think. Bama, if, you know, Bama beats Georgia. I think they're. <laughs> I can see a scenario where they're both in, man. Like I, I just, I, I don't know. So, all right, two six seven nine six eight is the phone number. More Stoops reaction to the A and M stuff. If you're just waking up and you're a little hungover, he has turned down the job, uh, realizing how delusional some of the uh, A and M fans are there. But we got a country song of the week, maybe since Current's not a part of the show. Uh, we'll talk about the week that was. We'll do some bold predictions. Uh, we'll do a preview of the ACC championship, what it means for Louisville and Florida State, uh, as well as talk about. About just kind of the landscape of college basketball and football and everything else. In You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. You're the master.
this alan jackson look at you guessing a country artist how many do you actually know by the way i know their names there you go you do you know the names by the way if you ever heard this song when you were pulling up and you had somebody had a subwoofer yeah. somebody was about to have a fight oh no i feel like this is like i'm getting ready to go coach like a high school soccer game or something you know this is a game you play right before you're about to go lose by strike 30. me as somebody who would coach a gymnastics team oh no i don't know enough ribbon about dancing gym- no pole dancing I More coach. of a participant yeah, uh, in yeah. that, that. No, not, but not it, coaching. Little little subwoofer action uh, in a, somebody's Bonneville, and then you knew a fight was about to ensue over in uh, oh, yeah. West Butte or something. Uh-huh. Uh, two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Nick Curd now getting set for the call for Louisville women's basketball. That's on nine seventy today. Over on ninety three nine the Ville right now. You got uh, pregame coverage with uh, Paul Rogers, Jody Dimley, and Bobby V uh, out there. Great seeing Bob, or I'm sorry, Nikki V and Jeanette out at the, the tailgate yesterday. Had a great time out there. James Strebel having the time of his life. Johnny Sales and his element. Andrew Bosch, Ken, Brian, the whole crew was out there for the final tailgate. We locally here for the season. How about uh, Jeanette picking Kentucky on the ESPN Louisville? Project. Oh, did she? Did yeah. she make it all? Oh man, I forgot. I did. For, I mean, there's a shock. She was wearing blue. She's a yeah. Kentucky fit. So I mean, look, Nick, Nick can only do so much. But uh-huh. uh, an entertaining post game show if you're Kentucky fans. Uh, a somber Louisville post game show if you are a Cardinals fan. Uh, I know a lot of people had some thoughts about that. They they had a few. Yeah, yeah, just a few. Little, Lawrence uh, was upset. Yeah, Lawrence was very upset. I mean, Shocker. I think Fe- Festivus came early. Uh, before we get, you said it's John on yeah, one? All right, yeah. before we get to this call, I saw this up there as we've been talking about throughout the day. Uh, the Texas A&M AD got the boosters to pay $76 million to get rid of Jimbo just so he could conduct a coaching search yeah, he did. via Twitter. Yep. That's pretty good. That's good right there. Uh, 2679680 is the phone number. A couple more texts before we get to John. Is this the Bobby V show? No, but there's a, probably a strong chance that I'll be filling in one day this week. I'm, I'm imagining for 12 that. 12 to 3, Monday through Friday. Yes, uh, Bobby V, Nikki V, and company. I hope after yesterday we can look and put this to bed, uh, get back to the stadium. It's too big. Did you see what it looked like on TV with the flight deck full? Oh, I mean, I, I couldn't move on the flight deck yesterday. I, I, I could not move. It was wild how crazy and how packed it was. It was like sardines up there. I have not seen it like that. I mean, it was a stadium um, record attendance. So, I mean, there, there you so go. So, Houston's about to fire Dana Holgerson. It- Sounds like somebody else with a hair island right there. Maybe Nick is down there for a coaching search boots on the ground. Wait, so Kentucky is playing football next week. Did you guys hear UK fans chanting SEC at the game? Pathetic. Enjoy your cousins. Love I it. do agree with that. I hate conference chants. It's insane. I don't understand why people do SEC, SEC. Like you're not playing for the SEC championship and you're just, you're sorry. Just because your geography matches up 
you should not be chanting that. Like, I'm not chanting Big Ten, Big Ten, or ACC. We're not doing that. No, no, no. no. It's, it's it, and, and again, it goes back to this. And, and, and I, look, Louisville fans, you have to accept the L because Kentucky super kicked you yesterday. They beat you in your house. You got to take it and live with it. But I will say, it is pretty humorous. And I go back to this cartoon all the time. You could probably make the illustration a, a bulldog as well, not just an elephant, but it was Alabama elephant uh, with all the mascots on yeah. its shoulders for the longest time. It was one of my favorite well, now it's uh, cartoons. Bulldog. Yes, yeah. Now, now I don't think a bulldog could carry all that though it's a little little smaller than an elephant well maybe with kirby smart that in company with uh you know that dog's kind of ugly too dog is not ugly he just is misunderstood so i guess no starship played at uh diener's caboose no i don't think so or was the, uh maybe you can post the kentucky post game on the podcast i know it's on soundcloud so let me try and get that for you texter we will get to that uh two six seven nine six eight is the phone number we go to john up next on smh john how are you buddy Hey, good morning. Hey, great, guys. Hey, uh, uh, Cat fan here. Really enjoy your show every Sunday before and after Mass. A couple comments about the game. I think the better team won. I'll I tell you why. Uh, they had basically better players were counted. Brown, Walker, uh, Ray, 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 and J.J. Uh, Weaver. J.J. Weaver. Had a, yeah, they all had great games, and they're all four-star players. They're great players. And I think that was the difference. They stepped up. Also, in the second half, I think Kentucky's offensive line played a great second half and protected the quarterback off but one play, as you know. So, again, it goes back to better players. Uh, I think the coaching is pretty even. I thought that Duke's um, did a great job when, when you have no penalties. Uh, you're super prepared. Uh, the guys are ready to play. It was a great atmosphere. Hats off to Louisville, 60,000 people. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, it's great to win that game. And uh, I, I was surprised. Uh, I thought Louisville had a great season. But, you know, it still goes back. You know, when you win the game, you can chat anything you want. And the SEC is so much better than the ACC. And, and it, proved, it proved again. You know, when you have uh, teams like Virginia, Virginia Tech, Whoever, who else they play, I don't know. But regardless, um, you know, they, they couldn't beat Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri either. So I, I'll grant you, John, I appreciate the call, buddy. And look, and that's where Louisville fans have to, to take the L there. And, and, and I understand you would like to be a part of that winning conference uh, that, you, that you had on there. But I, I think ultimately you have to sit there and say, like, the conference schedule argument, I, I'll grant you that with some of the, the bottom feeders of that, but there's a big gap between Alabama and Georgia and everybody else. Right. That, that's what I'm just going to say there. And the head-to-heads, ACC has a winning record against the SEC at 7-4. and four. I, I'm not Louisville fans. You cannot say anything because you lost to Kentucky yesterday. Yep. Y- you can't. You can't. So they can do whatever they want. They can scream SEC. They can scream you know national championship in the 50s that they're claiming. <laughs> y- you got to take that because that's what they were able to do yesterday uh, is take care of business when you felt like you were had the better team. You felt like you had uh, the better coach. But Mark Stoops, for whatever reason, this game – it, it's just a very calming like he doesn't get nerves worked up on this and I think a narrative with Jeff Brom with the pressure and Jeff Brom's alluded to this multiple times the amount of pressure that he feels for this job and probably he said as much in his uh, weekly press conference that he felt for this game specifically yeah and the Kentucky players as we talked about earlier I mean they don't know what it's like to lose to Louisville so they go come into this game with a sense of confidence and they came into this game with no pressure on them this was 
like a situation. They just lost to South Carolina last week. No one's expecting anything out of them, and they've got the experience of having won this game. While Louisville has the Jeff Brom factor, they're going to the ACC championship game. They've got all this momentum, and they were kind of due to crash down a little bit. And Kentucky could go in there and play a little bit freer. I think that mattered. No, no, no. I, I agree with you on that. And obviously, the the hometown welcoming for somebody like JJ Weaver, who struggled at times with that, yeah. the more high school product. Uh, that's something that I know people are, are definitely pointing at. But look, I, I think what we point back to and what we go toward, it was with this conference argument. And, and I hate doing this because all the credit in the world goes to Kentucky. I do not want that to be taken out of context. <laughs> but this whole notion that the, when you're comparing the conferences to each other, I'll grant you the, the Bamas and Georgias the world. I will. But to sit here and concede and just say, you know, the Louisville couldn't do that against, you know, Missouri or South Carolina, I, I, I can't do that. Like, no. you, yeah, just they, they beat the, and they have a better record with, you know, like I said, I pointed to the six and four record against the, the ACC as a six and four record against the SEC this year. Like, I mean, it, the SEC is very good at the top, but let's not act like the middle and the bottom of the conferences are juggernauts. Like the, if you hear SEC people talk, they think Vanderbilt would go to the ACC and win the ACC, which is not true. Or that, you know, if Missouri were in the Big Ten, they would dominate. Like that's not accurate. Alabama and Georgia are great. The rest of the conference is pretty much like everybody else. Yeah. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Uh, the gap between Georgia and there's not a big gap between Georgia and Missouri this year. Okay, and I'll grant you that argument. So yeah, you're that gonna, was a close game. So okay, so was the Georgia Georgia Tech? There's not a big gap between Georgia Georgia Tech. If we're going based off close games, I'm just saying, like you know, that it's it's convenient how we're able to sit here and say you know some games matter and others don't. That's all I'm saying. Like you think there's a big gap between Florida State and Florida? No. I mean, there is this year if Jordan Travis are healthy. But you see my point. Yeah. It's just like if you're looking at the final scores of Gabe, I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams, if you watch that Georgia-Georgia Tech game last night, and Georgia Tech was down just a little bit throughout the, the no majority of the game. No one thought Georgia Tech was going to win. Precisely. There it is. So there you go. Uh, let's see. By the way, uh, pregame looked great on YouTube. Great job, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, out of curiosity, uh, how many people were at uh, the <laughs> Double D's caboose? I'm not sure. Um, I hate how radio people say Do, you can't say anything because you lost. It's so weird because everyone forgets he's 6-4 and four against UofL. Let's stop acting like he's dominated the rivalry. Half of the wins came against a guy... Um, has her against two and ten U of L teams. That bum is a stat, or that teams are that bum on Saturday. Or bum Satterfield, I think, is what he meant there. But look, I mean, they won. <laughs> I don't know. You, you can't sit here. 38 31? Yeah. Nine All right. Uh, we, we've talked a ton about football. Texts are coming in. Appreciate everyone that uh, made us a part of your show or was a part of the show today. Tons of calls, tons of texts. Uh, obviously, that's something that we appreciate and don't take for granted here to make us the seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sunday's reminder coming up after us. Colton Bucks, uh, then a little Bellarmine basketball coming up on around 445 or so from Morgantown. So we got you covered then Sunday night football over at on uh, 93.9 The Ville with uh, the Ravens and Chargers. And then you got Louisville, New Mexico um, going on right now. Pre-game coverage going on right now. Blank Tweeting out, I believe that Louisville is only an eight-point favorite over New Mexico. Dear yeah, God. I saw it yesterday it was seven and a half. I guess they moved up to eight. Yeah, that's not good. Not great, Ken- Bob. It was Kenny Payne's uh, birthday. I might yesterday. take New Mexico State plus eight. Well, by the way. I, I don't think uh, the masses would blame you for that. Uh, but look, we, we, we can talk about basketball real quick on the week that was uh, the weird comments by Jay Will talking about DJ Wagner during the broadcast, the Louisville broadcast. Was that Texas or Indiana? I can't remember. I believe it was Texas. Yeah, and just saying like out of the 
blue that he made transfer that. Jay, I want you to get real close if you're listening from the Big Apple. <laughs> He's going to be a one and done. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance of him transferring to Louisville. No, and the way DJ Wagner has played the last couple games, I think I think he's I think that's out the window. Yeah, Kentucky. It put was on never a, happening to begin with, but now all the Kentucky fans can settle down because DJ Wagner's pretty good. Oh, I mean, the, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham, they just put on a performance against Marshall on what was that Friday night? Yeah. This is blurred together all the days uh, with the holiday weekend. So uh, the, they are the, what's it? The most points scored under Cal Era since he's been there. And yeah, I think the, it was the most points ever in the first half in the history of Rupp Arena, too. Yeah. So I mean, look, which is saying something. This is saying something with uh, some of the shooting deficiencies that yep. Kentucky's had in recent years. Uh, Louisville basketball. Look, I, I hate. It's hard for me. We talk about recalibrating our minds and trying to get everything put it together uh, and trying to get our arms around how to operate this team and, and, and how to view this team. And I think when you see the performance against Texas, you see the, what, the top 20 team next to uh, yeah. their name. It was at 18 in the country at the time. And you see the performance that's there. I, I cannot say, oh, you almost won a tomorrow victory. You were almost no, there. I hate that. However... However, and this is going to be the Johnny Two-Side stuff, with what you've seen and transpired under Kenny Payne in the 428 seasons and what you've seen losing to Kentucky Wesleyan and losing to Chattanooga, you see some bright spots of the talent and the thing, the very thing that the biggest KP supporters have been saying he's been able to do. Now, that at some point has to, to correlate the wins. I mean, that, that last possession in the Texas game of just the weave at the top of the key, regardless if you think there was a foul, no foul there, it they shouldn't have been in the position because no. you should have. There were some questionable calls at the end of the game. Brandon Huntley Hatfield fouling out. Obviously, Dennis Evans wasn't in that game. There were things that led to their demise in that game. But yes. you, it was right there for the team. At some point, and it's going to cost Kenny Payne his job if he does not get it together. Then you go to the next day with Indiana and not knowing what to do, and it was taken out of he context. Me. It, it was The full quote, he was taken out of context a little bit, but the trick to me thing is obviously the field of 68 thing is what people are going to latch on to. <laughs> I right. get that. The graphic that's out there. However, there needs to be this whole, you know, carefree, smiling after, losing. Yeah. Like It's just not sitting well. If you had the performance that you had against A&M, People, it, it's got to correlate the wins. I don't want this to be misconstrued, yeah, but people will work with you. Yes. They will work with you if you see that effort and you see that play and you're losing the top 25 teams. Now on the other side of that coin, I'm seeing this eight points spread. You need to blow these teams out of the water. They're, they're, these should not be these this low of a spread. A- like, agreed. The talent, let's face it, this team has the talent. I don't oh, think 100%. Can, nobody can say anymore Kenny Payne doesn't have talent. And the only reason do. I granted that argument, and I'm sorry to interrupt there, but the one thing, only reason I granted that argument last year, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll grant you your argument, as Bobby B says, to say that you weren't able to get the, the caliber of player that's there. We'll grant you that. Now, that's done, and you've seen what they've been able to do. The Brandon Holly Hatfield looked like a completely different player. Absolutely. But it has to correlate to wins. Now it's on the coaching. You oh, 100%. Win. You've got to be prepared to go up against a zone. You can't have the last 10 minutes of the game where you score two baskets. That's just not acceptable. The, the standing around, shooting bad shots, that can't happen. Yeah. The coaching has to be there. The talent's there. The coaching has to match it. Now. No, I... I completely agree with you on that uh without further ado it's your least favorite segment it's our favorite segment we're going to get to what else is going on to close out the show right here on espn 680 105.7 and the espn louisville app now it's time for what else is going on with nick curran and nick evans and zachy c and phil baker working on that imaging hope everyone had a great thanksgiving all right uh, the first thing i'm seeing on the text line does kenny Payne lose today though 
was his birthday yesterday. A lot of people pointed to that in the post game show. Uh, of something that happy belated birthday to KP. There you go. I think <laughs> a lot of people not happy uh, about that. Uh, we talked about this. You said Dana Holgerson has been fired by Houston. Yes, it is uh, the Black Sunday, dare I say, of all the college coaches That's trying it. to parlay it into new jobs or being let go. Tom Allen firing the coach. Who's given IU football $20 million, $20.8 million, to be exact, to fire their coach? Seriously. That's just an absurd number to plop uh, for IU football. The it, third largest buyout in history, only behind Jimbo and Gus Malzahn. Ennis had a great quote tweet on this I'll give credit for. Uh, I think this is a, a Purdue fan site that put it out there. It said, who is giving IU $20.8 million dollars to fire their coach you ready who Ennis's suggestion was Cuban Fox <laughs> yeah the TV money there that's, it a good, is. That's, that's a good tweet right no, there probably that's not a, wrong yeah that's a good tweet so look I mean it's in this new day and age of all these TV networks and whatnot uh, that is going to be fascinating to see the the leashes that some of these coaches get at, at at subpar programs like the Indianas of the world the Vandys of the world how do you view yourself in the sport right. with everyone saying you're heading toward this mega conference uh-huh. what does that look like uh, you wanted to talk about this how did you take in the Jack Harlow experience at halftime? I tried not to. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a big halftime guy anyway. Usually that's my time to go to the bathroom, get some food, whatever. But uh, the NFL never tweeted out the full halftime performance, which kind of tells you all you need to know about. Oh, they didn't? No. Oh, it boy. was. I didn't know that. It was oh. bad. I just saw clips of it. Well, here's my big thing about it. And look, I don't want to be like this event planner extraordinaire with that. But uh, the, the guy, stage. The, the guy, it was an, it looked like an igloo. But yeah. the guy that uh, was back there with him, obvious, I think his name's Urban. He's Harlow's, you know, right hand man. Get some cheerleaders. Get Seriously. some Lions cheerleaders and like toboggans or beanies and, and pom poms and, and spice it up. Instead, it's just an igloo at midfield. That's not just, appealing. No. I don't need a hype man in an igloo. Like, we can do better. Instead, you get Jim Nance and Tony Romo at halftime just all bricked up against <laughs> yeah. uh, Dolly Parton and uh, all the, the cowgirls that are you there. You see, they said, uh, oh, yeah, at first I thought they were honoring a cheerleader of the last time the Cowboys won a championship. That, that's a good, that's that's good. And then NBC didn't even do, oh, who was the, the NBC at the Seahawks? Oh, it's uh, DJ. I'm drawing a blank. Steve Aoki? Or yes, or? yes, exactly. And they cut away. They cut they, him off. They didn't yeah. even do it. <laughs> That's the good stuff right there. That is the good stuff. In case you missed it, yes, uh, everyone, somebody else texted it. Did, did Stoops take the A&M job? No, he did not. He uh, Mitch Barnhart has since tweeted out a photo of him hugging each other uh, on that. So that's something that I know. Oh, uh, they're all hunky-dory. Oh, and everything's yeah. I would great. Love, I, Sounds like they didn't go for a, a contract extension, though. No. So that's, uh, I guess. That's, not quite doing kumbaya right now. No. Okay, so... Um, the chaos scenario is still alive in college football. We've talked about this. So you got Michigan, Florida State undefeated. You got Alabama at twelve and one. You got Oregon twelve and one. Texas at twelve and one. Um, oh no, that, that's I'm reading this incorrectly. I don't know why they tweeted that out. Uh, the chaos scenario. I was going to say Texas. No, like, that's no. real chaos if we're talking about them making it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's just basically saying the conference champion. It's them predicting it right there. But yeah. could there be a scenario? So you, you have gone on record. Think Florida State is going to get left. They're going to no. They're in. They're going to get in. Okay. So no who's under- who's, who's going to get left out? So let's say what happens. No, I mean, like you tell me, do you, like you obviously you have championship week next there, but yeah. which conference is going to be left so out? So let's say everything goes to form, right? And it's going to be the Big Twelve. Okay, that's I'm in agreement with you on that. So okay, just making sure that we're on the same page with that. And I know you hate this, but you get an opportunity. 
Official attendance at the big house yesterday was 110,615. Um, imagine if patient zero was there and just on that field. That's the first thing I thought of. Uh-huh. Uh, how many masks do you think were there? But the floor is yours. Take it away before we get out of here. Look. I'm done with Ryan Day. I just have look. Ryan Day is 56 and seven. Uh, I I understand that, but and he's 40 and 0 against the rest of the Big Ten. Ryan Day wins games in February or December now with the early signing day. Ryan Day against top five teams is one and six, and Ohio State rarely goes up against teams with equal talent because Ohio State recruits at a top five level. So when you're playing equally talented teams, that tells me coaching has to be a factor. You have to do something as far as you know being a great offensive mind. You're supposed to dial up something that makes the defense react you've got it the coaching has to be better and it's the same mistakes that happen he plays for a field goal at the end of the first half when his kickers never made a field goal that long he did the same thing in the peach bowl it's like he's never learned his lesson and my generation we grew up with jim trussell and urban meyer never losing to michigan now he's lost three in a row that's completely unacceptable and brian day is not getting any better in big games yes he's got a great record but that comes against teams that you and i can beat because ohio state is more talented than just about everybody else in the big 10 brian day wants to go to texas a&m he can go to texas a&m because as far as i'm concerned he's never winning a national championship in columbus by the way, good analysis by you, and I know we need to get out of here in a second, but did you see the Virginia Virginia Tech game where they turned on the sprinklers? Turn, I love that level of petty. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, the sprinklers went off in the first quarter, and Virginia Tech players jumped around them. That's uh, the good stuff right there. Fun show today. Reminder coming up. We got you covered with wall-to-wall action today. Louisville taking on New Mexico. That's on 93.9 The Ville right now. Colts and Bucks coming up at uh, 12 o'clock right after us. Bellarmine, West Virginia, 445 right here in Ravens and Chargers. 750 over on 93.9 The Ville for Nick, for Zach, I am Phil. A happy 60, I'm sorry, 63rd. I'm making him too old. A happy 48th birthday to another one, DJ Khaled. We'll talk to you next week. Between more to come right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at UPSJobsKY.com. That's UPSJobsKY.com.